0: بسم <clears throat> <clears throat> in today's talk um, I will talk about uh, one of the ayat from سورة nisa that will be covered today inshallah in the next coming uh, the last ayah of uh, Surat nisa and we'll refer to the two other ayat from the Surat nisa which is ayat number 11 and 12, Uh, and these uh, three ayat basically cover the whole subject of inheritance. Yes, there are hadith that are used to back it up and ishtihadat around it, but these are the three verses which were used for the issue of inheritance. And subhanAllah, it took only three ayahs from Allah, from Allah wa ta'ala to explain such a complicated subject. If you look at any other ruling books, you will find volumes of books written on the subject. How to distribute the inheritance among the people. And uh, it made it very simple in, the, uh, in Islam. But at the same time, because of lack of Islam, we find it's a very troublesome subject now. Why am I saying that? I I can bet here there are many brothers here or sisters who are listening who would have issues with inheritance that has not been distributed yet. I personally know people who grandpa- great-grandparents have passed away and their inheritance have not been distributed yet. And they passed away before their even parents were born. Subhanallah. This has become a dilemma. And uh, Umar al-Khattab radiallahu an he specifically talked about his judiciary this way, like he wrote the letters to the, to the walis in his time, the governors, like uh, Musa, Ali, uh, Musa Al-Ashari and uh, Ahmad bin al-As. And he said specifically that make sure that when you are making decisions among the people, they are swift and quick, because the weaker person, he will give in otherwise. He cannot wait. And many times this inheritance issue becomes like that. The one who's rich, who has money within the same family, he can wait. And he can prolong as long as he wishes. And the weaker ones are the poor ones. They will give in and sometimes they will give up their property, buy from us at whatever rate. Let me have my share somehow. So this is because of this injustice happens because of Islam is not here in our lives as a way of life that provides justice to the people. Now we are at the misery of living under man-made laws that prolongs these things in Islam they used to be very swift and quickly resolve the issue among the people. Anyways, the ayah that I want to talk about is the last ayah of Surah al nisa where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يَسْتَفْتُونَكَ here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to the issue of the verdict regarding, they're asking about the kalala. Kalala when you, have your, you don't have any children and you don't have any parents, meaning uh, who are alive when, uh, when a person passes away. Now, who is the one who is going to inherit in that case? And uh, in, in that case, the brothers and the sisters. And Islam subhanahu wa ta'ala goes into detail about who are the brothers. There are different kinds of brothers and sisters you can have. You can have, Aini, which is the the from the same father and mother. Alati, you can have from the same father but different mother. Or uh Akhiyafi, the one who should have the same mother but different father. And and goes into detail like that. That kind of a detail Islam goes into and tells you that who can get how much of the share. Anyways, the ayah goes on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Al-ra'un halaka laysa lahu wala, falaha wa illam laha wala. They hear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about the specific subject that was asked to rasulullah regarding this verdict about the kalala and it goes on the ayah goes on if it is a man that dies leaving a sister but no child she shall have half the inheritance. And if a woman who left no child, her brother takes her inheritance. If there are two sisters, they shall have two-thirds of the inheritance. If there are brothers and sisters, the male will have twice the share of the female. Thus, does Allah make clear to you his law, this you go astray. And Allah is the all-knower of everything. Now, here, uh, because of lack of time, I cannot go into details of any of the things And uh, I was just uh, making sure how much time normally it takes to cover the subject itself. It takes about a year in Al Madrasat or the universities or colleges when they are teaching the subject of inheritance of Islam. Okay, which are covered in three ayah, and I am talking about just one part uh, part of the ayah, and I don't want to even go to the whole ayah. I just want to make sure to talk about one subject here when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about the the issue of that that the the brothers will get the, the toys that what the sisters will get, and This subject I talked about a couple of days ago when we were talking about the witnesses as well. But I'd like to discuss this again because I want to make sure that it becomes clear to us, inshallah. So, a lot of time, Muslims become target of this and unfortunately, many of our sisters, they go on the path of saying, how come we are getting half than the the brothers are getting? And this is, uh, unfortunately, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us, any of us who talk like that, how come Allah, is giving us more to the, the, to the, to the, the brothers than the, the, the daughters or the, the, the sisters. Now, here, the, what we have to understand is this whole issue of equality that has been discussed nowadays, it never existed in Islam. It was never the issue for us, equality or inequality. It's the issue is the rights of the men and women to be given and who's the one who decides the rights. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a Muslim, we believe He is all-knowing, right? Allah is the one who has the knowledge about everything. Now He is the one who decides that what is right and what is wrong for, for, for men or women or children or adults, whosoever, because He is the one who has the knowledge. But this equality and inequality issue, is not an issue of Islam, it is an issue. That came up in the West, this is the issue that came up in the West it's a problem of the West because West they did not give the rights to their women they are the one they deprive them to inherit they are the one who deprive them to own things they are the one who continue to discuss about women if they are even if they even have souls until sixteenth century. This is subhanallah that's what they were discussing and Islam from the day one. From the inception when Rasulullah received the first wahi, the first person he went to was a woman. Khadija radhiyallahu anha. She is the one who became the first believer in Islam, first martyr in Islam was a woman. Sumayya radhiyallahu anha. First woman who in the known history of mankind today who built a university that provides degrees. Was built by a woman, Fatima al Fahri, in in, uh, in Morocco. This is the history of Islam. Islam provides justice to men and women. Islam raised the level of the women, made them looked at as a mother under whose feet is the Jannah. He made them as, he looked at as your daughters and your sisters who can become a mean for you of the Jannah if you give them the rights that they deserve, take care of them properly. Get them married. That becomes one of the means for you to enter into Jannah. The best thing a man can have in this dunya is a pure wife. So that, that, that's the reality that Islam talks about the women. And Islam allows the women to own the things, to inherit. And even the first, first time Rasulullah he migrated from Mecca to Medina. And he was taking the Pledge of Allegiance. Women were already part of the Pledge of Allegiance, but today we call them voting system to the kufr system, unfortunately. But I'm talking about in Islam when we are electing leaders to implement the deen of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, women become part of it. So Islam brought took the women from the way it was in the time of pre-Islamic era when they were burying their daughters alive. At that time, Islam came as a revolutionary deen from Allah. Wa ta'ala. We are not trying to say, oh, we are trying to give the equal rights or unequal rights. No, we are saying we are giving the rights that Allah, the creator of the heavens and earth has given and that's the. these are the rights that must be given. So we should not look at that twice or once who is the one who is getting more or less because you can take something out of context and forget about the rest of the deen, then yes, it may look to a person who does not understand the things properly, that there is some injustice happening. See, injustice should not be defined by our mind. And that's what the wants the people to think and start making the just and unjust from our own mind who does not have the capability of making the rules and regulations. It has to be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we talk about that, women in Islam is never, have been, it's not, a, it's not an obligation for a woman to work and provide to the family. While on the other hand, man is obliged to work. He must provide to the wife, to the, to, to the, to the daughter, to the sisters. Depends on whatever relationship it is. Women is always been taken care of in Islam. And even if there's no male uh, person in the relative, then the state, state comes in and takes care of the sisters. That's what Islam is about. So l- let's not look at just this thing of men is getting twice than the, 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 the girls. It should be looked at from the angle of that Allah has taken care of all the men and women, we are all creation of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and He is the one who has given us these rules. Yes, there will be disparity in the rules, disparity is there, but when it comes to, in general, to, to be an abd of Allah, the slave of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, male or female, they're all equal, they all get the same kind of ajar on the day of judgment. So, this is the way we should look at the subject of when we look at that double or single whatsoever the, the, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the issue of inheritance rather than just taking it out of context and start talking up or making up own uh, uh, don't, let's not make own reasoning from the mind, we have to look at from the angle of, this is what Allah has decided and if a non-Muslim wants to discuss, our discussion should not be about giving all the reasoning, man-made, man-made reasonings. they may be right, may not be right we just say this is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so non-Muslim should be discussed whether it is from Allah or not Let's discuss with him that discuss with him whether Allah exists or not. Discuss with him whether Muhammad SAW is a messenger of Allah or not. Once that is done, then rest is Samana. <inaudible> we hear and we obey. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the correct understanding of deen and give us the, the, the energy and courage to follow Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir and sirah, are available at IslamPodcasts.com